What's up, everybody? What's up, y'all? It is season two of the Tug of More. Season two. We knocked out 25 episodes, so this is episode 26, but really episode one of season two. That's right. loving our conversation yeah. our dialogue we have people reach out all the time and say that what we're talking about is really helping them in their life and their family and their business especially in their ministry right and so uh, man the more that you guys are engaging with us and asking us questions or giving us input the easier it is yeah for us to keep creating content the first season uh, we spent talking about the tug intention the fight to get to more we talked through all kinds of things like our emotional health yep. uh through how we uh, can't be lazy yep. but how we also can't work too hard and have to yeah, find you rest. gotta learn how to wait we talked through man uh men and women in ministry oh, we did a, a whole bunch on that we had aaron and rachel yeah on and a talk about how do how do you and i actually function yeah. in ministry together super good so man it's been fun but guess what there's more so now more. a new season i'm excited yeah and so uh what we'd love for you guys to do is like tag follow share comment but most important ask questions yeah if you've got questions that you want us to answer hit us up you know a lot of our episodes are based off of questions that the audience, you guys have already asked us. Right. And so let us know what you want us to bat around the tug of more yes. table. That's right. Just conversations helping us step into more. Yeah. So what are we going to talk about today? Uh, so I've said it here a couple times. We actually did a series on it a while ago. Yeah. Um, but I believe that insecurity is an epidemic. Right. That's halting people from stepping into everything that God has for Absolutely. them. That because of these feelings of insecurity, inadequacy, I'm not good enough. I don't have what it takes. I'm not smart enough. Right. I don't have the knowledge. I don't have the experience. Right. I don't have the window wisdom that these things are literally killing us. Yeah. And, and so I want us to talk about, yeah, insecurity. Yeah. We've talked about it a little bit in the past, but I think the thing with insecurity is the more you step into more, the more things you have to yeah. feel insecure about. Yeah. And so as you're leading, uh, there's areas of insecurity, I think, in every level and every step that there's insecurity that comes in our life and then in our leadership. And I think it's important to talk through kind of some pieces of that yeah. because we don't really know how to fight the insecurity until we can identify where it's coming from. For sure. And so let's talk about it first. Where you want to start? Uh, man, yeah, I think that you said identifying the areas that you're insecure yeah. is important. Well, you know, actually first, everybody's insecure. Right. I have met thousands of leaders, massively influential people, and when I really get to know them, like if I really have an opportunity to have a meal or sip a cup of coffee with somebody, you start to find out they're not as confident as they look. Right. People's flex is always stronger than like their own confidence. Well- I think there can be, uh, you can be uh, insecure in areas or you can be an insecure person depending on okay. the emotional health that you've uh, really navigated in life. No, that's great. Because yeah. some people have a flex based in their insecurity yeah, and some people don't because yeah. they're working through it and they're self-aware, another podcast we've done, yeah. of their insecurity in areas. Yeah. So I, it kind of depends, I think, on the person. Well, yeah. So let's talk about it. If, they're, if you're an insecure person, right. that means that every area, every aspect, everything that you do is put through this filter, this lens of your insecurity. And man, that's 
that's that's really hard. Well, it takes a lot longer to step into more, and it takes a whole lot more fight to even accomplish anything. Yeah, because you're having to literally you're, navigate. You're doubting yourself first every turn. Yeah, yeah. and then there's people. Uh, that are insecure in areas. Right. And I think now that that's what I've transitioned into, yeah. that there's some areas I have tons of confidence. I have tons right. of uh, belief in myself knowing that I can do a good job. But there are other areas that I'm still constantly having this dialogue in my own head, beating myself up, telling me what I'm not. Right. And you know what? That's not what God wants. No. God no. doesn't want us to speak to ourselves like we can't. Right. And why live an insecure life when we can live a confident life? Like yeah. that's who he's called us to be. And so I'm like, let's keep fighting and pushing. And so I think some people we have to first identify, am I just walking in security everywhere? Or is there an area that I'm walking in security? And I think for people who are leading, uh, we have to really look at the areas of our leadership where we're insecure. Yeah, um, exactly. Because there might be an area that you're really confident and that's where you're finding some success. Right. So like, let's just take, um, let's use a church world as an example. Okay. So uh, if you're a, a, a worship pastor. Right. Okay, if you're a worship pastor, you hopefully are really confident in your musical ability. Right. Hopefully you're confident in your ability to sing or play an instrument. Right. But just because you're highly confident there doesn't mean that you aren't super insecure about like leading people. Right. Or insecure about talking to people you've never met before. Right. And so though you are greatly gifted in one area, man, there's this other right. massive void. I think one as leaders that we can struggle with in our insecurity is having conflict uh, anywhere yep. that we have to have it, that we can be great at leading and going until somebody on our team uh, is in com confliction with us or not in alignment, and then we get really stressed out because we have to handle it. But the reason we're stressed out is because we're insecure in yeah. doing it. Yeah. So there's lots of areas where we can we can navigate it. But you and I were talking about something the other day that I thought was really interesting, and it's this idea of the like 360 degrees of insecurity. And so I think we should yeah. talk through that. No, I want to, but what you said gave me another thought. Okay, let's go back. <laughs> no, no, it's really good. Like, um, you know you're being insecure when you start thinking thoughts about you that don't really have anything to do with what you're actually doing. So like right now, if I started to get insecure, right. instead of me being in the moment, yeah. doing a podcast, talking to my friend, I would start thinking about, man, I look stupid. What do I look, what do I sound mm. like? I, I don't know what's happening. And right. I think that insecurity is just diagnosed when you realize that there's a dialogue you're having in your own head that's against you. Right, that's not for you or what you're trying to accomplish. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like, I get it now. Like yeah. just this Sunday, uh, we're doing like a panel yeah. conversation in our message. Yeah. And so I bought this new shirt that I'm wearing and it is slightly too small. Not massively too small, but you know, my big brother's in the room. You know what I'm saying. You put the shirt on. You're like, this looks good. It was a schmedium. No, it was a it was a it was an extra large. But no. I might should have got that. I might still still been right. in that double X life. And so there was a point that I'm sitting on this couch, and while I'm talking, I literally got hit with this insecurity of like, this shirt does not look good. It's really. I'm funny. sitting down. It's all bunched up. Right. Got got a straight muffin top action happening oh. here while I'm talking, and so in that moment this insecurity comes into my mind yeah. 
And when you feel that, you have to identify what it is. No, that's smart and good because it's distracting you from what you're doing. Yes. Which is actually it's something, stopping me from getting to more. Yeah, it's actually something you're really confident in. Right. The communication, the conversation, uh, and, and then instead this thing is making you feel like you're not good enough in right. the moment. So now I'm up there tugging on my shirt. Yeah, uh, you know, I need a pillow. You know, doing the whole thing because I've allowed this thought into my head hmm. to run around, right? Blowing up my concentration, blowing up my focus. But that's a great piece of it. Is that what happens in those moments? Is not only then are you halted, but the conversation. Yeah. So what you're doing is halted, and then the people around you are halted. Right. Now you in this moment clearly handled it well. But what right. can happen? is you can get distracted and get off from even what you're talking about and all the things. And so then every person around you is affected. And I think that's something we don't identify in insecurity. We think yeah. only insecurity only affects us. No. But it doesn't. No. It really affects everybody around us because we think it's a dialogue in our own head. What we don't understand is it makes us project or get distracted by, and then we hurt the people around us. Because your world, your sphere of influence needs you. Right. No, right. You're needed right. to keep doing what you're doing. But if we allow our insecurities, like we've talked about women in ministry yeah. here a bunch. Oh, absolutely. If you would have allowed your insecurity absolutely. based on other people's words to stop you from right. stepping into full-time ministry, right? think about how many lives wouldn't have been affected. Yeah. No. All I, of these people's lives wouldn't be changed because you would have said no. Why? Because of insecurity. Right. No, and I think that that's, that's a great point of like we have to push through. And it doesn't mean that we wait until we're fully confident. Yeah. Sometimes we walk out even while a little insecure and step into it because that's the only way we can actually overcome it. Yeah. Because there was plenty of times where I knew there were people in the room that were uh, a naysayer, I guess, for lack of a better word. And yet I had a choice to make. Was I going to let that voice that then was now affecting my, the voice in my head or was I going to choose the thing that I knew God said, this is what I need you to do? And I think so good. that's what happens. Okay. You you brought up a great oh, yeah. Go. premise. So uh, in leadership, there we have to be aware of the 360 degrees of insecurity. Yeah. That we can be insecure of the people that we are following, the people that we're under. Mm -hmm. We'll talk about all three. We get insecure about the person that's who's leading us. We can get insecure about our peers, yep. people that are on our same level. And we can get insecure about the people that are following us. Right. And these are the ones for sure that that are most affected by our insecurity coming out on the outside. Because yeah. it's going to affect the way we treat all of those relationships. And then, in, in turn, it affects the way we navigate all things in those relationships. Yeah. So, which do you think is the probably the biggest one people most struggle with man i don't know it, it depends a little bit on your on your personality yeah that's what i think. or like where you are in your season of life yeah like for me as the lead pastor the the guy in charge of the organization i don't as often rub elbows with the people that have direct leadership over me yeah now i have right pastors and mentors and people I've submitted myself mm -hmm. to. And so when I meet with them, I then intentionally put myself in that role. And yes, I'm a little insecure. Yeah. Like if I go and I talk to a pastor or a mentor about an area that I feel like I'm struggling in, there's definitely some, some yeah. insecurity. No, it's no, it's good. I think that depending on what you said, depending on your stage of life, your season of life, and then maybe even the season of leadership. So as you step yes. into more, uh, you take a step. Here, you start wherever you start in the, that step. Maybe you're insecure right then with your peers, those that you are alongside, because you're like, 
am I going to be good enough? Or am I going to be as good as those who are also do they leading think the things? Do they think I belong Does here? my boss think they're better? Yes, right. What, what the is competition that? game. Man, that's hard. Or now I have new people to lead. Man, how am I going to do that? Am I good enough and qualified to do that? And then, yeah, we feel a whole new pressure from people above us because now I've said yes to this thing. So, man, I okay, think... Okay, let's can, start talking let's up. You want to go up first? Yeah, okay. so if you're a leader but you're insecure of the people who are over you. Okay. You get insecure around your boss. Yeah. What it does is it creates this feeling of confusion. So I can tell if people that are on our team that I'm leading, if they get nervous and secure yeah. when they're talking to me because they start to hedge what they're saying. Right. Or they start to say things in a way that's trying to, that they're trying to prove to me that they know what they're talking about. Right. And so it turns into a lot of wasted time, into a lot of wasted words. Right. Um, you know, I'll walk into a I'll walk into a meeting and there's like all of these words that get said, but it's really just a person who's a little bit insecure. Right. And so they're trying to prove themselves. Right. Or or that they have something to say or what they have to say is valid. Right. Um, like I've shared before that when we first started working together and I uh, would be like going to be speaking oh, or yeah. having a, a sermon or whatever and coming to you about what I was going to talk about, there was insecurity there and it was halting me uh, in those moments. But, but it doesn't always, it's not always in these identifiable, like that's a place you should maybe feel yeah. insecure if you yeah. haven't uh, yet communicated a bunch and now you're doing something new and big and different, but there can be insecurity just based in just who you are as a person. Yeah. With your boss. And I think yeah. that can come from lots of different places. It can come from who has been your boss before. Yep. It can come from words that have been spoken over you in the past. And then it can come from your own self-doubt. Yeah. But you're right. I think we see a lot of wasted time and energy in the organization, but then also internally in the person because they're spending so much time feeling insecure. There's so many thoughts about it. So, you know, the Bible, it tells us in Psalms, I don't remember where, but it says that our promotion... right. It does not come from the east or the west or from the north or the south. Yeah. That our promotion, it comes from above. Right. And when we realize that people put their pants on one leg at a time, right. that people are just people and that we don't need to be intimidated by them, and we realize that our promotion comes from God. Yeah. And so we don't have to try to run around and impress and put on this facade to everybody around us. Right. It really calms us down. It's calmed me down. Right. When I realize that all these other people that I meet are just dudes... Right. They're just ladies. They're just normal people. Man, it's given me so much more freedom to to just see them as humans and not like yeah. alpha alien, like super race robots. No, I worked <laughs> in the cosmetic world for a long time. Uh, something you and I have talked about before. And I would see these people come in that looked great, dressed really nice. Their shoes were fancy. They had a great handbag. And they would like get a collection of items that they were going to buy in this cosmetic world. And in my brain, I would be thinking, these people are so wealthy. They, yeah. they must have it all together. Their life is so perfect. They use the right skincare and obviously the right fragrances. And then they would come and they would make their purchase and then their card would be declined. Right. And I saw it time and time and time again where people who looked like they had it all together on the outside, their credit card was actually just maxed out. And it's a silly illustration, but yet it really helped me in my life to realize we're all just people. Yeah. That sometimes what looks like real intimidating on the outside is actually just real insecure on the inside. And I think that's helped me in a lot of areas to recognize what you said. We all put our pants on the same way of like 
people are just people. And so even though we might have a boss that's like over us and we are super impressed by what they do and we respect the role that they have, they're just people. They're just people. I don't know how to articulate what I'm thinking all the way, so you have to help me. Okay. You know how there's the saying that we like put people on a pedestal? Yeah, yeah. That's good, but also dangerous. Yeah. And so like for me as a leader, I have a pastor who's been a pastor over my life for a lot of years. And so I've had him on a pedestal for a long yeah. time. And him and I went on a trip together. Um, he was speaking, he invited me to come hang out. And I spoke a couple sessions for him. And and I just no, realized that I have him on this pedestal. Right. And it makes me nervous when I'm around him. Yeah. And so I'm not really doing as good a job of communicating. So I had to break the... I didn't break the pedestal, but I had to like break something. And yeah. so you can help me figure yeah. it out. So I finally said, hey, Pastor, can I... I just have to tell you something. I said, whenever we spend time together, I get nervous. I said, you're, it's nothing you're doing. It's right. something that I'm doing. It's an I'm insecurity doing. in me, yeah. And so I just need you to know that I know you love me. Right. And I love you and your voice really means a lot. And then I start crying because it's what I do. And I said, so I don't even all the way know what I'm saying other than I no longer want to be scared to try to impress you. Right. And that's all I said. And because he's a great leader, he said, hey, trust him. Thank you for saying that. I yeah. know exactly what you're feeling. I love you too. I believe in you. Yeah. I'm glad that I get to be a voice right. in your life. And since that, like, I didn't break the pedestal because he's still on a pedestal in some areas, but I like broke the glass ceiling or yeah. something. What did I do? I don't know. You, you are talking about two different things. You okay. honor and respect who he is. Yeah, yeah. But putting someone on a pedestal promotes them higher than the human person that they are. Yeah. So being on a pedestal is like what they did in back in Greek mythology of the like Greek gods. Yeah, throwing Zeus up on a they're marble. They're not marble. gods. Yeah, they're yeah. just people. Yeah. And so the the really painful traumatic thing of that is when we put people on a pedestal and they fail us. Yeah. Then we question all kinds Everything. of things we believe in, yeah. even the things they taught us. But yeah. the truth is, we're all people doing our best. Yeah. Some people are further along in their journey. Some people have more. Uh, yeah, knowledge to share or wisdom to give. And so you have honor and respect. Yeah. But that's why a pedestal is dangerous. It's, yeah. it's dangerous when we put our parents on a pedestal. Yep. Because our mom's just a lady and our dad's just a dude. Yeah. And they're like doing their best, right? Yep. But when we put them on a pedestal and then they hurt us, it causes so much pain. But honor and respect are things that are necessary and like important. But, but yes, so what you did was you honored him still with your words. Yeah. And then you spoke out the insecurity. Yeah. It's the same I shared before when, when I spoke, was trying yeah. to talk with you and you were helping me learn how to communicate. I had to finally say to you, I, I'm, I'm just, just freaking out. Yeah. It's just what it is. I'm nervous to talk to you about this thing that you're I'm good at. you're going to think I'm an idiot, that yeah. I can't form sentences properly, that I didn't come up with the right storyline. And... And same, I knew that you love me and were yeah. for me and all these, but I had to say it. And that's really what broke the. And so uh, the takeaway yeah. is if you're uh, insecure when you're talking to your leader right. or insecure when you're around that person, maybe it's time to just have a conversation yeah. and tell them like, hey, I really respect you. Right. I'm glad that you're in my life. Right. I know I get kind of weird yeah. or don't know what to say or right. I kind of turn into this other person. And so forgive me for doing that. And I just want to be able to talk to you. Right. And hopefully your pastor uh, will not say, no, stay down there in your hole. <laughs> hopefully your leader or whoever will say, hey, man, 
hey, I love you. Right. Thank you for saying that. I want us to have a free flowing conversation. Right. No. And I think the other piece of it is, uh, yeah, you're honoring them and, and surely they will speak that out. But it requires us being self-aware in order yeah. to identify the insecurity. Yeah. Because you might not even realize you're doing it. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just think about some people are so insecure that their insecurity keeps them from even identifying that they're being insecure. Yeah. And so they're just they're turtle shelling everywhere they go. Yes. They get yes. around their leader and they just pull their they just turtle shell in and they can't ever. They and can't so that's why come. it's important to fight it. Uh, OK, so that's for someone above you. What about people beside you? Uh, well, I, I think that we get insecure. Of our peers because we're afraid that they are going to look more valuable than us to other people, yeah, to our bosses. Mm -hmm. And so we get into arm wrestling matches with people, uh, right? We get into these yeah. like conflict things that are really nothing, but it's really because we want to vie for the attention of the yeah. person that we're following. It's the, yeah, or the competition. Or God, or mom and dad. Right. Or no, somebody. I think it's that. The competition of like uh, something as a woman that I feel is a struggle with the women in ministry, but really women in leadership is the whole idea that there's like only one spot. Like there's the token okay. female spot. And so uh, even though we're doing our best at Living Church to like bust all that, uh, it feels like there's a lot of competition with women because it feels like, well, if she's the one, then I can't be the one. Huh. And I wonder if that kind of actually fleshes out across the board everywhere is like, if they're the one, then how can I be the one instead of identifying that? Like God has enough for all of us. Yeah. But I think we get in competition uh, because we want approval or we want the spot, whatever that even means. Like, I know, like if you're in a business together and you both own, say you both own uh, like a, I don't even know a TV repair company. Then you want to be the the. What is this? Nineteen ninety three. No, I couldn't think of yeah, anything. TV the TV company. repair guy. Uh, that like you want to be the, the air conditioner man. Whatever you want to be the number one yeah. one in the phone book. See, this is how old I am. Uh, and so we compete like that. I don't know what happened to my brain. If you have a churn and butter company. <laughs> guys. <laughs> It's yeah, a Monday yeah, and a four thirty yeah, on a no, Monday, I get so it. my that, brain is that, not doing that it. You, but like, there's a yeah, contest. There's a competition. You're, yeah, you're trying to be the best. If we're in church world, we're trying to grow a great church. Now we say as pastors, we're not in competition. It's all about the kingdom and yeah. all those things. But in our humanness, we want to be doing as good at least as the next guy next to us. Those things creep in for yeah. sure. Yeah. And so we have to fight that. And so, yeah, whatever our business is, <laughs> we want to be the best. And I think that just starts from kindergarten. Like you want to be the line leader yeah. or you want to be the, and there was only one, at least in my kindergarten class, the teacher would rotate the jobs of the day Yeah, and the job I always wanted, there was only one of them. So like you just start, you, want to, you want to be the one for guys. I don't know. I mean, maybe some of that, I don't know if for me it's ever been, there's only one spot. You know what I mean? Yeah. But don't you think I think with that leaders that you wanted to be their number, oh, number yeah. two, guy, oh, yeah, like their right true. hand guy. Yeah. If you want to be, yeah. If you're, if you're, if you're motivated for more, then you want to always be the right hand. I right. mean, this is literally what happened with the disciples. Right. They literally start arguing with Jesus about when in heaven, who's going to sit at the right hand of right. the Father. Exactly. So this is an argument that's happened yeah. with men throughout all of time. Yeah. I think that, yeah, so that might be the the biggest point. I think with guys, though, there's this um, competitiveness that we always want to be the hitter. We always want to be the alpha. We want to be the... Pass me the ball as the 
clock is counting down. Put me in, and coach. I'm going to make the shot. Yeah. We want to be that guy. And so what happens when there's somebody else who wins, there's this feeling of, I just lost. Hmm. That's that's not real. No, it's not real at all. But in our, but in our flesh, that's yeah. that's what happens. So like with our team, if uh, if Parker in our youth department has an incredible win, yeah. nails it, student ministry, so good, right. something's incredible, that doesn't mean that our worship department right. didn't do a good job. Right. But... But what can happen many times, we've dealt with this in our house. Oh, for sure. But that just because one person is winning doesn't mean that you aren't doing as good. Right. But it's that competitive nature. And if you're feeling that in your heart, it's it's insecurity, man. No, it's insecurity. There's there's plenty of room in the kingdom for us all to succeed. Like my mom, I've never met anybody who can cheer people on like my mom. Yeah. My whole life, we would have friends get new cars or new houses or go on vacations, and never one time did I hear my mom say, I wish we could get a new car. Right. We don't have a new car. I want to go on that vacation. Right. My mom, she's constantly celebrating other people's yeah. victories. And if you're not able to celebrate other people's victories, it's because you have a major insecurity. Absolutely. If you're mad that somebody else got invited to speak at a conference, it's really just insecurity in you. Yeah. No, right. Thinking you won't get... Uh, the the spot, the area, the job, the thing, whatever it is you're pushing for, I feel like the competition in that, it, oh man, it can run rampant in different areas of our life. And it probably is ingrained in us from when we're young. Like yeah. the winner of the spelling bee, there's a one winner. Like yeah. I know nowadays we joke that everybody gets a trophy, but yeah. the fact of the matter is there is first place. And like, well, and there's grades. They post your grades on the yeah. wall and, you know, GPA averages and, right. and all of these things. And so there is this drive to win. And sometimes we just don't like the winner. Uh, mm. My wife is real pretty. Yeah. And so she would have a hard time in college because sometimes girls just wouldn't like her. Right. Because she was pretty. Right. No, it's a thing. Right. That's that's a weird. Right. That's not her fault. Right. Like. No, right. And so I think that that translates into every other area of life that if you're nailing it, if you're winning, right. we've got people on our staff that are young. Yeah. And are leading major areas no, that are making full that are making right. full time money right. that are doing big things and people get intimidated or insecure or jealous mm -hmm. and they think, what what about me that I don't have that opportunity right. and so people just like throwing rocks up yeah and so ooh maybe if you think you're in competition with your peers maybe they're not even your peers right they view you as someone who's above you and so they're just trying to pull you down to their level no it's true because they're a hater no it's that's a great forget them. Yeah, forget about forget about it. But you can't because you might work together and you're on the same team. <laughs> and so we've and so got to learn to navigate those insecurities. You have to fight through it. No, I mean, we've talked about it before in uh, even in season one where we talked through um, with Aaron and Rachel and you and I that like we've had to have conversations to combat any possible negative or insecure voices that could have come in yeah. to like uh, stress us out in these relationships. And I think that's the other piece, like what you said with the boss, somebody over you, the same is true for somebody next to you, but then you have to recognize that they may or may not also respond the way you want them to. So right. it's fine to say, hey, I don't want to be in competition. Let's be friends. Let's yeah. do this together, whatever yeah. it is. And maybe they will and maybe they won't. And yeah. that's just what it is. No, it's really good. I've I've still got a lot of thoughts. Keep going then. I don't know. Why? I don't. There's just, it's so easy it's so easy to let all these little things creep in about what we aren't or what somebody else thinks that 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 we are. So 
so um, for you and I, yeah, when we first started working together, we may have talked about this before. Uh, I am not the best speller in the in the world. Right. Um, I think there's a bunch of reasons that contribute to that. I've gotten better. I've worked on it a bunch, but because of other people previously in my life, that was a big insecurity for yeah. me. And so when we started first working together, I would always want to get up on the whiteboard and like write things out and kind of get my thoughts out. But I wouldn't because I was insecure that I might spell the word right, wrong. Right. And then finally you were like, hey. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, I don't care. What I don't I? care. You're smart in all these other areas. And if you spell this word wrong, I'm not going to laugh at you. Or think you're dumb or yeah. right, all kinds of things. Yeah. And so we, we just have to identify like the areas that we just are not naturally good at. Yeah, I was going to say And that. if we can just get over those, now I'm leading in rooms, writing on whiteboards constantly, spelling words wrong all the time. I just text one of our guys today and spelled his name wrong. You text your best friend and spell I, Aaron, his name. I, all the time I spell Aaron's name A-R-R-O-N. I, <laughs> I still do it. I don't know why. I'm not dyslexic. No, I don't right. think. I don't know. Sometimes it just comes out wrong. But I've had to just realize. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. Right. And maybe it does matter. It does matter to spell words wrong. It's not a good thing. But I'm not going to hold me back. There it is. Yeah. Right. So it doesn't so matter. It's still a, it's still a weakness, but screw it. Right. I'm, I'm not going to be perfect before I step into it. That's what I was going to say. If right. we flesh out, we talk it, talk it backwards. What would have happened if I would have just never said anything or I would have laughed at you? Like what would have happened if oh, or right. if you wouldn't have fought through the insecurity, whatever piece yeah. of it. Think about how much of our last five years would be hindered and totally shifted. Tons. So much of it if we wouldn't have just fought through a silly insecurity, right? Yeah, that one little thing. Think about how many things you and I have brainstormed together and written how many times I spend with a marker in my hand at a whiteboard. This podcast wouldn't exist. It, like, it literally wouldn't exist wouldn't because exist. I was up on a whiteboard, whiteboard writing ideas of the name down of Tony right. Moore, and we would have not got to where we are had I not gotten over that right. insecurity, but had I not also had somebody who didn't laugh at me. Yeah. And so, okay, so right. if you're on a team... You have to allow other people's weaknesses to exist and not laugh at them. Correct. No, true. Because we are all people. Because you've got like, one too. Right. When I look back at the people that laughed and made comments about my spelling, <laughs> the amount of weakness in them. Correct. Now with some years of perspective and the amount of things that they were unable to lead in themselves. Right. I, I, I would... I, I would much rather have the issue of not being a great speller. <laughs> yeah. I was about to say something like it's super extreme, but it's not necessary. No, right. I would much rather have that than than the other. Right. But man, they could have helped me get over this way earlier. Right. If they wouldn't have laughed, but they would have said, hey, dude, it doesn't matter. It's okay. Right. Just do it anyway. Right. So for you, maybe you've got somebody in your life that you've been laughing at. Yeah. Stop, Stop it. it. It's, not, it's not helping them. No. Drama, it's not helping you. Drama ain't good for nobody. No. And like if you're in the sphere of influence with somebody and you're making them even more insecure, you're just hurting yourself. Yeah. You're just hurting your organization. Exactly. You're just hurting whatever it is you're leading or trying to step into. And yeah, when I look at it that way, I'm like, man, there's so many people who try to go where they're trying to go, but because of their own insecurities, they can't just come together. Instead, they're just pulling each other apart. So there's spelling. There's um, what you look like. Yeah. 
There's your ability to be a public speaker. Yeah. There's um, how much money you have or don't have. Oh, bless you. <laughs> I got a sneeze. Well, but you didn't. I, I'm trying to, but my back hurts. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Do you ever have a sneeze? Do you ever have a sneeze that's coming, but then like uh, you can't because you got like a tight muscle and then it just won't come out? No, I just sneeze real hard and loud. When I used to have uh, eating problems, you know, I used to eat too much food. I still every once in a while eat too much food. We all we uh there'd be times that I would eat so much food and if I had to sneeze, I couldn't because like my body could not take in any more oh my word. any more material of any kind, including oxygen. And so I'd be like <gasps> and then like my body would be like, You're about to explode and I couldn't sneeze. <laughs> had you not walked through and dealt with some of your insecurity, you probably couldn't have just told that story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. So spelling, what we look like, what else? No. What are some other Public speaking. What are some other things that are, that are literally speaking. that are literally hindering people uh, from stepping into education? No, right. Their gender, their family that they grew up in, how much money they do or don't have, yep. how much experience they have in an area. It's just even some to to your own personality. Like you feel like your personality is not as good as some other right. personality trait. Like that's like no, we're all made to be who we're made to be because of what we're called to do. Where you currently are. Yeah. Is an insecurity like yeah. for us? Living church is not what I want it to be right. yet as an organization, and so that can cause insecurity of me to think I can't do this because I'm not ready because I have to do this, 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 this. No, no, shut up, trust me. Right. Do the thing that God no, called you to do. That's the thing we do. argue about. I think the most is that like we are not where we want to be, but we're better than we were, and so yes. we have to stop. Like we, when I say argue, like we we help each other in the like. Don't be insecure about that because we're doing better than we were five minutes ago and like yeah we just had this conversation today i got insecure i'm not the best on social media yeah. i don't comment right i don't or i don't post the most right and so there's this guy that i love i have like man crush on yeah and i'm like man i wish i could figure out how to if i could just do my personal social media yeah. like he does it and so I, we were talking and, and we got i pulled on. it up and i said well number one if i had if you had his social media this guy doesn't look like a very nice dude. Right. And <laughs> so and, I don't know that you want to come across that way. And you go on and you look and there's like no engagement. No. No one's commenting. No one's. So, so like that was your own insecurity you created insecurity. in your head because yeah. in your mind, this guy is doing something bigger, better than you. Why? Yeah. Because you think that his highlight reel looks like. Well, because well, he spends more time than your. He spends more time manicuring his highlight reel. Right. Yeah. And so the truth is. Yeah, go. Okay, insecurity and leadership. We get insecure. What? I'm not cutting you off. No, it's fine. It's just I'm saying. This oh, is, Bailey said yes, I am. Yeah, oh, you sorry. Are. I will tell me. I'm now I'm insecure. What? What did I do? I'm sorry. I'm saying, I apologize. I'm just saying this is what we do. It's yeah. what we all do. Yeah. We're insecure about things that aren't actually real. We build them yes. up in our head, and we're comparing to highlight reels. We don't know. So these kids that serve in our church yeah. who are young, who are doing great, great and mighty things, they have people who are haters and are insecure against them because they think, oh, they just got this position. They don't know the time spent, the no. sacrifice, the hours. They don't know the the struggle of learning stuff on the internet at the last minute so that it doesn't all fall apart. Yeah. They don't know the weight of you and I looking at them like, you gonna do it? You gonna do it? You, yeah. And so like, we get insecure by people that we don't even know their journey and their story and what they've yeah. already fought through and what they've had to do to get to where they are. Dude. I'm just saying. Preach that. 
T.D. Jakes. I did. I yelled at I know, you in the car earlier. T.D. <laughs> Jakes. He said. Uh, he said everybody wants my church. Right. But nobody could handle my problems. Exactly. We all want the big, miraculous, right. mighty thing, but but do we really want the pain that's associated with right. that? Like as living church has gotten bigger, it has became more painful. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's more painful, man. It's harder. There's more issues. There's more people to navigate. There's more problems. There's more opinions. There's more, uh, yeah, financial burdens of things. And so- Mo money. Mo problems. Mo problems. Right. And, and we just get insecure that we don't have the more, but if we can't handle where we are, then God's not going to give us the more. Right. And we have to shift our perspective and stop looking at what we're lacking instead of, of looking at what we do have. Yeah. What? I'm now insecure to go on to our third point because I don't want to interrupt you. can go on to the you. third point. I was just saying. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, yeah, let's not talk about that part. Oh, no, it's <laughs> good. What else? Anything else no, there? No, it's it. I'm just saying. Yeah, go. So, okay. We get insecure in leadership of those, those over us. Yeah. Those on our peer level. And then we get insecure of those that we are leading. Yeah. Which sounds weird. Right. If you're in charge, if you're the person who's making the decision, who's leading the meeting, why are we insecure down? Uh, lots of reasons. I think that one of them is we get insecure because we think that they are going to steal some of our shimmer. Hmm. We, uh, we get insecure that one of these people that I'm leading is actually going to be better at it than me. And that if I let them thrive, I'm going to get replaced. Hmm. I'm not going to be as valuable. That's insecurity. Absolutely. But what we have to understand is what the Bible has called us to do is to equip the saints, right. to equip the people around us. My dad told me growing up yep. that if you work yourself out of a job, you'll oh, always have one. Right. That if you're the kind of person that can take people that are under you in leadership and develop them and grow them and make them better for you, you're the most important asset to the organization. Absolutely. Talent is hireable. Right. But leaders who can develop other leaders. No, they're irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Right. And I, that's a great perspective of like, it could be that, yeah, we're insecure that they're going to do better, be better, be greater. And then like, I think also we can be insecure to just to actually do it, to lead them because developing people is hard. Yeah. It means you have to critique them. It means you have to tell them when they did it right and when they did it wrong. Yeah. And that's hard. It's not fun. We're well, we're insecure that they're not going to like us. Right. Because we're, the reason that we don't want to critique someone is because we think they're not going to like us. Yeah. Or Because it's funny, over the years that we've been in ministry, there have been people that will not critique people in their department. But yet if you go to the, you go to the restaurant and they get their burger wrong, mm-hmm. oh, they're going to critique the chef and the waitress. They're going to be critiquing every, everybody, right, critiquing right. everybody. So it's not that they're nice. Right. It's that they don't want people that they operate daily with to not like them. Right. No, right. They don't care if the waitress likes them. Right. But they care if this person likes them, so they're afraid to have conflict. Well, we've created this giant thing called awkward in our society that, like, everybody's afraid it's going to be awkward. It's going to be awkward to work with them. It's going to be awkward. But it's really just this, like, elephant in rooms that we just won't speak to. Yeah. Because you could have kept it kind of awkward with that leader that you loved and respected, but you... Talked about the elephant in the room. There's the elephant. Let's let's kill it and have some. But then we, as the leader, are the ones responsible for that. And that feels like I don't want to be the one to create this awkwardness between us. And it's not easy. And sometimes, guess what? They don't. Sometimes they don't like us in a moment. Yeah. 
They but, don't. I, as the leader, get insecure of the people I'm leading all the time. Yeah. No, right. So I'm the leader. I have a bunch of people that are under me, following me constantly. I walk into a staff meeting and I'm a little insecure. Yeah. Like, man, do I even know what I'm doing? Do I even have my stuff together? Like, are are we, is this even right? Right. Like, are these people going to be excited about this? Is this even going to work? And so that's not just something that you're feeling. No, right. It's something I think all kinds of people feel because we want to do it. You just said the word. We want to do it right. Yeah. Instead of knowing and accepting that we as the leaders are now we have built ourselves to be who we're supposed to be and to lead the way we're supposed to lead yeah and there isn't a right way and a wrong way there is like a proper way to treat people but our leadership style is totally different than some other churches leadership style our way that our uh, church runs and functions is totally different than the way somebody else's does but if we get too worried and wrapped up in what other people think this is the whole issue with all of it is then we don't do it our way. We try to do it the right way, which is not the right way for yeah. us. It's the wrong way. Yeah. I think one of the things that makes me most insecure about people that I'm leading that are kind of under me in the chart or chart. chart is that I really do love them. Yeah. And so like I really want the best for them. Yeah. And I want to treat them well. And sometimes I get insecure that I'm not going to treat them well. I get insecure that I'm going to be the offender, that I'm going to be the person that hurt them. Where does that come from? It comes from my own insecurity, and it comes from hurt that I experienced. Yeah, right. So I'm like, I get nervous to do it a certain way or to say it or to critique it or to push it or whatever right? because I'm like, man, I don't want to be the person that hurts them. Right. And so sometimes insecurity, I think it comes from a like well-intended place. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But the problem is undealt with insecurity. Yeah. Because we're all going to have moments that we're insecure or areas that we're insecure. But if you kept leading staff meeting, if you kept leading moments in full insecurity rather than saying, hey, let's deal with it. Yeah. It wouldn't go well. Correct? Yeah. You would start. You would inevitably become a self-fulfilling prophecy because you would just start shifting it and not be who you are. You'd be trying to be who somebody else is. And that's not who you're supposed to be. Yeah. You know. Just last week, we were having a couple different conversations with some people on our team that it wasn't easy for us as leaders. We were both a little insecure to have the conversations, but then we were recognizing in the conversation, oh, what we are dealing with that we thought was maybe a lack of ability, a lack of uh, wanting to be a part of it was really just a lack of, it was just some insecurity, a lack of confidence. And all we had to do was speak to it and be like, hey, do you understand that these things are not uh, difficult to you, you're great at this, but this insecurity is halting yeah. what's happening. It's halting you from doing what you're called to do. It's yeah. halting you from stepping into more. And that's the trouble with insecurity is if we don't fight it, if we don't deal with it, then eventually we don't go into more. We stop the progress of what yeah. we're supposed to do. They have all the tools, all the pieces. everything they need. I remember when we started the church, we had a guy uh, I almost said his name just now. We had a guy who started coming to our church that moved to Mansfield to open a golf shop. I remember. We have yep. two golf courses in Mansfield. Yep. Everybody and their brother has a golf cart around here. Right. He opens a golf shop. He's like a pro golfer. Super He's smart. got like 3D golf. All the things. Clubs and all, all the this, tools. All right. the tools. And he's super like nerds out and he loves it. Yeah. And so I connect him with the Chamber of Commerce. I'm like really connected yeah. back then and ambassador and all the things. And so... We get like 50 people to his ribbon cutting yes. of his new business. And I'm telling you, this dude shut 
down. He knows everything about golf. He can fix your swing. He's won a bunch of competitions, but you got 50 people in the room looking at him and he he literally insecurity flooded him. Yeah. And he took over. He couldn't do it. And yeah. so I'm desperately trying to help this guy. Right. And so I just start talking and right. I start asking him questions trying to help the thing go and it he bombed it so bad that everybody left like that was weird. Right. Like what what just happened within a year his business closed. And he had to move back home, right. live with his parents. Right. He had sold another business. Like it literally jacked his whole life up. Why? Not because he didn't have all the tools to do the right. job. Not because he wasn't actually really intelligent, but because this little thing of insecurity of talking in front of a room of people, right. it crushed his dream. Yeah. That's what you're saying that like, if we can just identify that thing that's slowing us down, if it's spelling in front of other people or talking in front right. of other people or that we're not a size four, we're a size right. 12 or I don't know how girls sizes work, that I'm still in that double X life. If we can't deal with those insecurities, man, we're not going to get to more. No. And it's not only going to hurt our business, our organization, it's going to start hurting the people around us because in that moment, that dude shut down. Mm -hmm. Some people shut down and some people fight back. You said earlier about flexing. Yeah. What happens is with dudes is you flex in like uh, certain ways. Girls get flexy in like uh, uh, catty, uh, yeah, yeah. rude, uh, drama, drama kind of ways. And man, uh, it's one of those times where sometimes as now on the other side, the leader, I want to be like, uh, your insecurity is super showing, you yeah. know, because their flex or their like cattiness is so intense that you're like, clearly you're just insecure. It's yeah. coming off as like pride and whateverness, but man. And so if we don't fight it and deal with it, we're either going to ruin our own life or we're going to start ruining the lives of people around us. Yeah. And that's not what we're called to as people who, uh, want to step into more and go. So how do you, how do you deal with it? You, you said it at the top when you talked about, uh, the, the leadership over you, you got to call it out. Yep. You just got to say it. I'm insecure. That takes a lot of humility, which not everybody has. Yeah. But if but they can get, you can grow humility. You can, yeah, you can you just start it through talking. Even if you just have to say it to one person, yeah. maybe it's a spouse I don't or a know close what I'm doing. friend. I get insecure. Yeah. I feel like I don't have what it takes. Yes. And, and that's, I mean, that's the gift of what we were able to step into just even five years ago, where it was like, if we didn't, just say, hey, here's some stuff we're insecure about, but let's just go anyway. Yeah. Uh, we would have, well, this none of this, this whole organization would have shut down. For sure. And so you've got to grab somebody around you and say, hey, I'm insecure, but I'm going to start anyway. I'm going to go anyway. I'm going to make the jump. I'm going to do it. What, what, what people want to do is they want to wait until it's perfect. Right. So they Pro don't look dumb or right. they don't screw it up. Proverbs talks about if you wait till the perfect conditions, you'll, you'll never, never get, get anything, anything done. done. Right. Nothing's going to get done. No. And so like for us, yeah, uh, we've started ministries that we have like a plan and a strategy, yep. but it's not perfect. No. We don't got the pamphlet. No. And the eight points and the three videos that no. go with the thing. Even this last week, we started something new this past Sunday. Uh, a whole new uh, way of doing our what, what, first time guest kind guess, of like, assimilation connection process, and it wasn't great, but it's better than what we had. Right, and it wasn't perfect, and we got massive fruit. Absolutely. And next time, right, it's going to be way better. Yes. And what we could have done is kept saying, "No, let's wait, let's wait, let's wait," and then three months go by, and in these three months, that we're not connecting to all these new first time guests right. in the church. Why? Because my own insecurity. Right. That I don't want to get on a stage without knowing every graphic that's going up behind me and every video that's playing. 
No, forget it, right. man. Throw it to the wind. Ministry is an experiment anyways. Right. And those people, didn't, they didn't know any different. They, they didn't they know never, any different. Yeah, they they don't never know. went to the, the class before. <laughs> They're not going to go to the next one. They don't know that this isn't the greatest thing we ever we did. We want to wait for the right conditions right. to try something. Litter rip, tater chip. Just right. do it. Just try. <laughs> just go for it. Just do the that thing. The worst thing you, that can happen is that you screw it up and you just have to say, sorry, let me try again. I think about it all the time. The worst thing that could happen is what? Right. My, my wife's not going to leave me. Right. Your friends are not going to abandon you. Yeah. Like right. maybe half the church leaves, maybe. which is absurd. That's really extreme. Well, that actually already happened in coronavirus. Yeah. And guess what? <laughs> I'm still here, devil. <laughs> so, so like we, we just, right. just try. No, just don't do let it. insecurity hold you back. Rip it out. Do, do it. it. Squish that thing. Yep. Season two, episode one. Season two, episode one in the books. <laughs> like, Comment, tag, share, follow, comment, hit us with your questions, be confident, love y'all.